Hello, my dear church boys, and welcome back to St. Robert's Day Game Podcast. And in this podcast episode, I'm talking to a guy I coached a year ago in Ukraine, and now he's sharing his stories, how he got from there to having 15 day game lays. This guy wasn't your typical extroverted guy who's naturally good with girls. He had to do a lot of work because the biggest challenge in my eyes that he had after coaching was he was viewing what girls were saying as uh, them trying to snatch frame, to control the frame, and in general, interpreting many things negatively. But he learned to deal with that, started doing very good in day game. And not only he day gamed in bigger, well-known cities, but also he was living in a small town in Germany. And in a typical day game session, when he out went out almost every time, he would re-approach several girls he had approached before, and even had stories where he had lays after reapproaching the girl for the third time. So if you are living maybe in a smaller city and you're not sure whether you can day game there, or if you simply want to hear experience of how a guy who wasn't that extroverted, that good with girls in general, learned day game, then this podcast episode is for you. But before we jump into this topic, as always, a few quick updates about where I am, what's with the coaching spots, etc. I'm in Warsaw, Poland, and I'm pleasantly surprised about how much I like the city, and I'm surprised how average we're doing in day game over the first two days with the students here. Uh, All the coaching spots in Europe are sold out, but pretty soon I'm going to the US late October, and I have one more coaching spot left in the USA early November, and right after that I'm flying to Argentina where I want to spend a few months and I will have four coaching spots total in two months in Argentina. So if you want to work with me in the US or in Argentina, then click in the link description, read more about how the coaching works, fill form at the bottom of the page, and I'll get back to you with all the information, dates, cities, prices, etc. And now with all of this being said, let's jump into the conversation. You just told me that yesterday you had a near miss or something like that. You almost got a same day late here in Riga, Latvia. So what's the story? Well, it was very frustrating. It was my fifth day of the day. And I just stopped this girl in the mall in Galeria Center. And in the beginning, she was very, very surprised. And uh, I was too tired to do any more sets. So I just said, okay, let's get a drink now. That's even before I asked how old she is. I didn't know if she's old enough to drink. And uh, she just said, mm, okay, why not? And I just bounced her to a near bar near my place. And um, this is a very interesting girl, I have to be honest. She's 18, and she already has a car, which she bought herself. And she's like a professional tennis player or something. And she's telling me all those DHV stories, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing that thing, you know? And um, short story, like, there was a lot of touching. She let me put my arm around her and something like that. Kino, she didn't want to kiss me. I tried three times, and we were joking about how nothing happens with her before three months of dating. And, like, don't you have, like, your secret holidays and things? And, yeah, that's different, she said. And I said, oh, that's very sad. I wish I had made you on holiday. Mm. And I asked her, how many guys are you, like, keeping, waiting for you? Well, and she's like, eh, there's this guy who, like, two years been waiting for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. 
So a lot of guys are crying, like, in your feet, like, kissing them and something. And um, I tried bouncing to my place, but, like, I was too tired to do, like, something substantial. And she didn't want to come, so I said, oh, fuck it, we can meet another time. I'm here until the end of the week. And she's like, okay. And uh, I texted her. She didn't text me back, but uh, it was a cool story. On my side, that that's pretty good. Yeah, because we actually I was coaching a student here in Riga. And then I met one day gamer, and then I saw you walking down the street. I did, actually, I saw you walking down the street like 20 meters from where I met Tom Torero for the first time in my life. Oh my god, <laughs> feels so honored. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even know you were in Riga. Um, which brings us uh, to 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 kind of let, let's 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 do some groundwork first, so that the guys understand. Because uh, guys like to know who is the guy in the podcast. What type of guy are we talking about? Because sometimes I work with guys that are all over the place. Like like right now, I'm I'm working with this hot boy surfer from New Zealand who's like his profession on, on, on its own is a huge DHV and his hobbies are like amazing. Oh, like you take a guy like that and, and, and he's very extroverted and all and like just good with people and you take a guy like that but, but, but there are guys who are more introverted and very different personalities so guys like to know who I'm talking to. So how do you describe you yourself? What's your personality like? Well, I'm the complete opposite of that guy. I'm introverted. I'm a geek. My first three years of university, I spent literally hiding in the library because I didn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And um, I think I've always been like this. Like, I didn't have a lot of experience with girls, with social gatherings and whatever. And that's how I got into day game. Like, I was a virgin until 22 years. And after the Corona pandemic started, I was like, uh, what the fuck? We, we can't keep this keep happening. So I stumbled across some content. I read some books and I didn't have anything better to do. So I started going out. <laughs> yeah, because we actually met uh, with you. You, were, you joined us when, when we were going to Kharkiv, Ukraine last, uh, last uh, summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a hell of a trip where you actually got laid. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that. Before you? I think before me. Yeah, you actually got laid before I did. I got laid. Yeah, yeah, because I was, I was struggling there a lot. I went on like seven or eight first dates before I got laid. <laughs> and then once it clicked, it clicked, it, 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 it <laughs> became this super amazing, easy city, like a pussy paradise almost. But, but cracking Kharkiv was. Like as hard as cracking Buenos Aires, it's it's so interesting, and I, I love the city. It was amazing. So we met there. Um, so before we met, how many day game lays did you have? Because you were you you already had some experience. You had done quite a bit of sets. You've been out. You you had some lays. Was it five or six? Six day game lays. Okay, that was a year ago. Um, what about now? How? Uh, how many day games are you at right now? No, I'm at 15. 15. We met a year ago, so that is nine in a year. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little secret. That's more That's more than some of uh, our deacons in the chat have ever had in a year. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I actually am introducing a little bit 
over changes in a deacon system, uh, but uh, that's going to be in a group chat, and I don't want to bore people who are not in a group chat with all of these details. But uh, part of it is kind of looking at which was the last year that deacon got 10 lays, 10 day game lays in one year. And we actually do have deacons, very good day gamers, giving very good advice, but who maybe aren't going uh, out as much anymore, and who actually never had a year when they had, in your case, nine day game lays in a year. So you're beating some of them, <laughs> uh, which, which is amazing. Uh, and you've also day gamed in quite a few places. Can we name the place, at least the country where you are living, not where you're from, but where you're living? I'm living in Germany. Yeah, because that adds a whole different twist to this. <laughs> and, and, and you're living in a smaller German city, if I'm not wrong, right? I used to. I day gamed for two years in a very small village, let's say around 90,000 people. And it was hell. Mm. But because of university, I was like forced to. And I had to work with what I had. So, so how, how were you doing in a town of 90,000 people in Germany, they gave me there for two years. Well, let's just say that more than 50% of the girls know me. I did statistics, like I go out, I do 10 sets, five girls know me. And oh yeah? Yeah. You were reopening like five, five girls every time you went out? Almost. Oh my god, that is incredible. Uh, so. You dig in there for two years. I assume you are, as a, as a, as a geeky guy, you know how many sets you did in the city? Mm -hmm. mm, let's just say over 2,000, 2,500. I have not done 2,500 sets in Riga, I think. Maybe close to that. I don't know. You, you did more sets in a town with 90,000 people than I did in Riga, which has... 10 times more people are on like 800,000, something like that. I'm not sure what the actual, what the actual number is. Mm -hmm. uh, were you getting laid there once in a while or consistently? What was the mm -hmm. deal there? My ratio wasn't that good, I have to be honest. So last year was pretty good. I got around one lay a month. And in one month, I actually got three lays, which was October. It was my best month ever. But uh, yeah. Staying consistent is important. Going out, doing your sets, learning from them. And, uh, but I was sure that I was going to leave the town anyway because I knew that I can't stay here. It's bullshit. I have to go where people won't know me on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Didn't you have? A, didn't you post in our group chat about? Uh, you being in a set and the girl walked in and said, "This guy does this all the time." Yeah, it was like a month ago or something like that. Two months. Really? Mm. Not not long ago. Was it me? I think it was you. Maybe mm. not. Well, I have some of those stories, but I don't remember posting anything. Well, maybe it was someone else, or maybe you don't remember posting it. But I, I really remember someone, and I was pretty sure it was a ger small German town where mm. someone. Open the girl, and then yeah, another girl coming in and say, "I does this all the time." No, I think it was like I knew two girls. Like I opened, reopened one of them, and another one came in. She was like a little drunk, and she was one of those feminists who oh. really doesn't like day gamers. And it was a very uncomfortable set, so nothing happened. But uh, yeah, so both girls knew me, and I just reopened the one, and it was a bus stop, so it was a static set. So, and there were people watching and everything, like, okay. <laughs> you didn't give a fuck. Yeah. That's one of your strong suits, because uh, you have something that a lot of extroverted, outgoing guys don't have. 
I, I've been thinking a lot about the question of introverts and introverts in day game. And of course, uh, introverts learn slower. Uh, geeky guys learn slower. The initial learning curve is very, very slow in many cases. And then sometimes, if you are learning the right way, and in your case, you did you did good coaching, but you kept learning on your own a lot. You did a lot of work, and it comes down to the question of uh, persistence. Mm. Are you just do you keep banging your head against the yes. wall without giving a fuck? Yes. Cool things. What about you in a small town? It's different for you because, of course, it's a town where you're not going to leave. You're going to leave. If someone is living in the town full time, then that's <laughs> I would not suggest doing that because mm-hmm. uh, sooner or later you're just gonna get get a reputation if it's such a small town. Mm-hmm. But you have day gamed in in various places. Where else have you day gamed? Well, you already mentioned Ukraine. I went to a very nice city last month, Belgrade, Serbia. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, you said you like <laughs> Serbia better than Riga. Right? I like Serbia, yeah, yeah. And now I'm here in Riga. I've also day gamed in my home country, which we'll mention later. And uh, I've day gamed in Holland. And I think that's it. Actually, uh, Belgrade, I, yes. I, I just. So, so, how did you do in Belgrade in, in general? I was there for 10 days and I got one lay with a tourist. Mm, I actually thought it was going to be harder, you know, like the, what do you say in your podcast that it's like brutal, you shouldn't go there. I mean, you should, but it's brutal. Yes. It's brutal. And I was actually just going over uh, a breakup because I was dating a girl for a long time and I just wanted to see if I still got it, you know? And so I just, fuck it, I'm going to like take the bus, I'm Bulgarian, and it's like a 12-hour bus trip from my city to Belgrade. And I go to Airbnb in the center of town, and I come in, it's like super, super hot, like I don't want to do any sets. Like, the girls are really, really hot, Yeah. but uh, you just need to know how to do it properly, you know, day game them. And uh, I got lucky on day maybe four or five. And after that, I was just like, oh, fuck it, I got late. I'm going to take it easier for now. And what else? I think if you have some day game experience and if you go there, then you shouldn't have too much problems. It's just the normal, like, flakes, rejections, the same thing. But, like, yeah. You just have to be not too sensitive about that. I've noticed that guys who care less about how everyone else is reacting to to, uh, to them and, and, and who care less about rejections and, and all of that stuff, they like Belgrade more because uh-huh. they are not, their ego isn't being shattered by like the first time I went there, you know, I was yeah. already, it was after I had started coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I was like, okay, I'm like good at day game. <laughs> and that's what I thought, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was good in one place. <laughs> and then I went to Poland the first time. I did well there. And then, oh, more or less, okay. And then I went to Belgrade. And, and I just got my ass handed to me. And, and that was really hard. Like, uh, So when you went to Belgrade, what impression did you get? What works? What were the important parts to pay attention to when day gaming in Belgrade, Serbia? Mm-hmm. Front stop, obviously. Mm. 
following the model, not freestyling. What else did I do? Well, basically, I was there just for a week, so I was like pushing sets really hard. So um, I wanted the girls to know what I want. Like I was very, very clear about my intent. And a lot of girls actually gave me IYs. Like they were interested, but it was just a matter of logistics. You know, I wasn't there for a long time. So it's just the normal things. You know, like get your apartment in the center. Like. Pick a few venues there. They're near. And um, what else? What else? What else? Mm, well, you should day game in the first few days. Like hell, you like oh, yeah. get your sets in. Don't be a lazy fucker. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've day gamed in, in in a few cities. Which of those cities have you gotten laid at? Mm. So Belgrade, Belgrade, Germany. Yes. You're German. in Germany. Yes. Uh, you said you were in uh, Bulgaria mm-hmm. there as well. Yes, I haven't cracked Bulgarian girls yet. To be honest, maybe because I've been lazy in the last few months. But um, yeah, like I said, like every country is a little different. Because I'm Bulgarian, I have to adjust my. Also, oh, we said that. Yes, okay. yes. I didn't. I didn't know what we were saying that. Okay, I have to adjust my strategy when I'm talking to Bulgarian girls. It's it's different when I travel. When I travel, I have the feeling that I'm more motivated. When I'm at home, I I'm not that obsessed anymore about day game. And I just want to chill. Like I have other things to do. Uh, yeah. Mm, so you went, uh, I, because you were you were quite active in a group chat. I, I don't know lately less, I think. But but you used to be very active in a group chat, asking decent questions. Uh, uh, and and guys in the group chat have seen you go through to different phases of evolution, which which are the phases that that many people many people go through. Um, so let's talk about maybe some, let me ask you not the biggest lessons, but what are some of the hardest lessons, hardest truths you would have, you had to learn or accept when learning day game? Well, basically is that girls don't owe you anything. You have to work like a boss to like even get a number in the beginning. If you're not good, if you don't have any experience, then Oh, you'll be shit, and you have to take the rejections. You have to take the the dates. Then don't, don't go anywhere. What else? You need to learn that being yourself doesn't work in the beginning. Unfortunately, you need to read a lot. You need to go out a lot. You need to like ask people who are more experienced than you. Oh, that's the reason I came for coaching. What else? Mm. Well, just the reality of the dating market. You know, like quote unquote red pill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had your period just as uh, Mr. Majestic. You both the guys had the same period. You went through the same period of, of like, she's, she's frame testing me again. What do I do yes. here? <laughs> yes. I remember every time when I posted a question about something like that, you were like, oh, why do you think that she's frame testing you? You have a problem with controlling the frame. Yeah, yeah, because at one point I just told you honestly, dude, listen, this is your biggest problem. This is not a problem, a challenge, but you have to understand that they're actually nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you accepted that, that they're usually nice? I'm still in the process, but I think it's gotten easier. You know, like I said, the more day game I do, the less obsessed I am. You know, like I got it out of my system, I think, a year ago. You know, now more like I try to be in the moment, more chill. Like, whatever happened, happens. 
not every girl's gonna sleep with me, not every girl's gonna like me. And but the girls who do like you, who do want to sleep with you, yeah, they're just waiting to be opened. What do you think this is more about? Is this more about that you proved to yourself that you can get laid? You got those first whatever five, ten, fifteen that again lays in? Mm-hmm. Or is it about just accepting the hard realities of not everyone will like me? Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. Like I've gotten, well, I'm not a professional, but I'm quite good, I would say. And I'm more confident in my abilities. And I know some things are my fault, some things are not my fault. And like you said, the reality of dating world. Yeah, because it's it's one thing to from from when I look at this as 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 a like as I like that's what I kind of do for a living. You know, like I I I, I help gal, guys kind of figure out how to get laid using day game and mm-hmm. and for me, I I always have, have been thinking about this how how when when you're talking about the, the day game coaching industry in general, um, it's not a big art to take a guy who's extroverted, good-looking, I don't know, doing great in life in many different ways. It's not a big art to get that guy laid. That is, anyone can do it and then make a video about that guy and everyone thinks you're like the best in the world. That's not not interesting. Like, Like, anyone can do that. The interesting part is when you take someone more introverted, someone who is more self-conscious and, 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 and then seeing those guys go through the transition of maybe not having any day game lays to having their first day game lays and then having fucking 50 or 100 day game lays and then getting, becoming incredible day gamers. To me, that is uh, just inspiring because, first of all, I was more of the extroverted guy who, has, who, who like, I've been on a stage since I was a kid, so I, I come from a different background. But mm-hmm. but as a teacher, seeing in general from the from the side, just observing people in a chat who go from that, like it, it goes for you, it goes for Mister Majestic, for a bunch of other guys, just seeing you guys crack this and get amazing results and 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 just getting there, developing the personality. I. I look at you guys and I think these guys are incredible because because they did what was so hard for them, much harder than, than for other people. And then, of course, at one point, you have your 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 ego is like, okay, I got some ways, like I know how to do this. And, and then, just as you said, you start to enjoy this stuff more. Uh, okay, what were some other maybe big lessons or, or kind of steps you had, to, not steps, but like... Let's say you started from zero, then you had to learn one big lesson, kind of move to some kind of next step on the on the ladder, and then the next one, the next one. Uh, what comes to mind? What were some of the biggest kind of parts of your day game history? Mm, getting over A, for example. And first you can't do any opens, then you have to push yourself, but your sets are shit, and you need to learn structured day game. You need to know the London day game model. And so, having reached the level that you ha- that you are at right now, mm-hmm. you're definitely working on something right now. I assume there's some part of the game that of your game that uh, or your personality that you're developing right now. So, what are you working on now? Well, at the moment, I like to travel a lot. I'm trying day game in different destinations because I stayed in one place for a long time. I have the feeling that my game got a little static, 
I was just doing the same thing over and over again, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And I don't really know why it worked. And I think that trying in different environments, in different cities, in different nations, you uh, get a feeling of, okay, this works good here, but it didn't work good in the other place. And maybe there's a reason for that. What else am I working on? Well, now I'm really trying to get fast lays. It's just for my ego. You know, I don't want to do like two days, three days, or whatever. And that's why I get failed stadium lays. Well, yeah, but the, the, the thing with same, have you, you have you had same day lays already or not yet? Three. Three, okay, yeah, because when you get your first same day lay, that is the feeling where it's like, man, yeah. I, I've, I've heard about this on my podcast videos. Like, I actually just did that. I had a same delay. Like, it's, it, it opens your eyes. You know? Yeah, it's very addictive, you know. I remember after my first same delay, I spent like a month trying to do like just same delays. Like, I was going in, out in the evenings after 7 p.m. and I was just looking for girls and I was just saying, hey, what are you doing right now? Oh, okay, let's go for a nice girl. It didn't matter if the girl was like doing something or whatever. And actually when I got, had good vibe, it worked. But uh, yeah, you need to get it into your text code that you can't same delay every girl. Did you do that? Were you doing it in your small town? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because the same delays are the easiest to get in touristy places because mm. a lot of the same delays are with tourists mm -hmm. and with girls that maybe came from a different city, are here for like a day or two and then they have to go back or, or maybe girls that just moved there and they have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And of course, sometimes locals, but like that's less than half of, at least in my experience. Mm -hmm. um, so you're working on going to different places. Uh, are there any things that you've noticed uh, mm -hmm. while traveling to different places, things that work better or worse in some places? Mm. Well, obviously, some places are more traditional, and you can't do the same thing that works in West Europe. You can do it in Eastern Europe. Mm. What I notice? Well, things that you can do in Western Europe and cannot do in Eastern Europe. So, can you tell? Can, what are the things you could do in Germany, for example, and yes. you cannot do? Well, do we? Wh wh what do you call this Eastern Europe? Is Latvia Eastern Europe in your vocabulary or? Mm, it's closer to Eastern Europe than it is to Western Europe. Okay, so, so what can you do in Germany that you cannot do in Latvia? Mm. For example, I actually think that Latvia is very close to Germany in terms of the vibe and everything. Yeah. yeah. I've I noticed more feminism, not an again. Also listening, I'm a big supporter of feminism, the right type of feminism. I'm just not a supporter of feminazis. <laughs> uh, and, and when I went to Sweden, everyone told me, oh my God, Sweden, you, you open a girl on the street, they're going to like, oh. Mm. I've seen more of that in Latvia than I have in Sweden. So, okay. I, and, and Latvia is great. Really? You don't see that here at all. So, <laughs> um, okay, well, what are the things you can do in Western Europe but can't do in Eastern Europe? Whatever you call Eastern Europe, mm -hmm. like Serbia or, or so. For me, Eastern Europe is like Bulgaria, Serbia, Ukraine, Russia, Belarus. Mm, I think you can't be as clear as 
you can in Western Europe about what you want on the first date because they're so very traditional. Unless you are talking to the right girl, of course. You just need to take your time. Yeah, that's something I have never explored. I've heard that in Ukraine, with the girls that you can't get laid on a first date, you can get laid on like fourth or fifth date. Mm-hmm. I've never <laughs> gone on so many dates there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just like, one, two, three, no, no more than three dates. and then, But I've heard different opinions about that. So It really depends on the girl. Okay. I had a lay on the first date in Ukraine, but I would say that was just lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you had laid pretty fast and it, it looked pretty good. You had several dates set up. Like, I think one of them flaked or, or wanted you to pay for the taxi or something. Yeah, it was yeah. like one of those stories. I actually uh, had two days planned for the same day. One with the girl who wanted to pay the taxi and the other one who I got laid with. And I was like, fuck, I, I made a wrong decision. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is there anything else you're working on now apart from traveling, trying, trying day gaming in different places? Well, I'm just trying to reach, I'll say, about 50 notches now. And I'm really mm, intent on becoming a deacon. Of course. If, if, you do, if you don't change the system in the last minute. No, I'm not changing the system. The, the system is going to change, but the rules of becoming a deacon are going to be more or less the same. Uh, I think I'm going to be more careful when I make someone I don't know personally a deacon, because mm. it's kind of tricky. Uh, and No, but I'm just introducing new levels of a deacon. That's that's what I'm do, doing, because there are deacons who are great day gamers, and they are great day gamers, but maybe... They become a bit too comfortable, and uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, like at times, me as well. I sometimes become way too comfortable, and then don't they give it much? Mm-hmm. And and then they're still giving advice, but I just think it's fair for people to know that maybe the last year when they get 10, 10 lays in a year was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fair thing to have in a group, and then maybe some have a new status for guys that not only got. Become a, became a deacon, but are consistently getting 10 lays every year they go out. They have 50 day game lays. And I think one of the rules is, will be for the next level, will be that they've had a threesome with two girls they met from day game. And even though guys are struggling really hard with threesomes, I don't know why. I think because if you learn everything in, in a structured way, when you know, there isn't really a structure for threesomes. <laughs> yeah. That's just the two sets and group sets. And, uh, so I think it's a great sign that someone really understands game if they are able to do something like that. And I know that there is a one deacon in our group chat who, who has had uh, a day game threesome, had it recently. Uh, I don't know the full story. He said he has to explain me something before we talk about that on a podcast, but we're doing a pot- podcast with the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're working towards getting uh, getting uh, to 50 lays. Anything else? Well, obviously, I want to sleep with horror girls. Wow. Okay. I'm tired of, like, mid-and-twenties girls, like, what do you, what do you call them? MILFs. MILFs. So I had quite a bit of MILFs. Okay. It still counts, of course. But, uh, yeah, like, I would really, really would have liked to have a lay with the 18-year-old. Because you see, like, the girls are hotter when you're younger. Yes. And I would say next year or the year after that, I hope I can go to Russia and 
Ukraine again because the stadium there is harder and the girls are harder, of course. I think a good place to go to right now is smaller places in Poland. In Poland? Not Warsaw. Because everyone is in Warsaw right now. We have in our group chat, mm-hmm. we have several guys in Warsaw. Everyone is in Warsaw, but it's it's just crazy. But smaller towns, no, not a lot of people are. I mean, okay, Krakow, people are going to Krakow, but mm-hmm. all those other cities, no one's there, or almost no one's there. And there's so many because Poland is a very big country with very with many big cities that, that you can go to and. Mm-hmm. It's full with Polish girls that are not being approached, that don't see a lot of foreigners. And of course, it's full of uh, it's full of uh, Ukrainians that have moved there. I don't know how many Russians and Belarusians have moved there. But for example, in Russia, you are, in Latvia, you also see many Russians that have moved from Russia to Latvia to escape the, uh, Putin's uh, Nazi regime. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Uh, I want to say thank you for for sharing your story. Uh, and actually, no. Before we wrap it up, I want to ask one more thing. What's the craziest Dagon story you have? The craziest Dagon story I have. Well, obviously, it's the same delay. Okay, let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. It was this January. I was doing my sets, and I'm cold as fuck because it's January in winter in Germany, and. Nothing sticking, really. I think I did like five, six sets in a row. And like the girls are just, oh my God, what is this guy <laughs> doing? And and then I was just wrapping it up. Like I had something to eat and like I'm taking the bus home because I had very bad logistics. I didn't live in the center. I had to take a bus from my place to the center. And I was getting a bus and then I remembered, shit, tomorrow I need to get a tattoo and I don't have any money. So I have to go to bank. So I get off the bus and I start walking to the bank, the only bank in the city, of course, because it's a village. And when I'm crossing the street, I see a very, very hot girl, kind of Russian-y. Later I find out she was half Polish. And obviously I said, fuck it, I'm going to stop her. And I couldn't even do the front stop. Okay, She stopped anyway. And... I didn't finish my opener. She just said, you stopped me already. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, of course I have. And then I said like, hey, but now you're wearing a different outfit. So I thought I'm going to stop you again, blah, blah, blah. And we're just talking about nothing. Like, And after, I don't know, two, three minutes, she said, you know, I'm free for a drink now. Why don't we go for a drink? And I'm just looking at my watch and it's like 8.30. And in Germany, there was like a curfew at the time because of Corona that everything closes at 10. And so I'm like, okay, where am I going to take her? And I just chose a burger place because that was the only place open at 8.30. And we start walking and she told me, uh, just so we know, I have a boyfriend. And because of my... like almost two years of day game when i hear that line i'm automatically in my head oh, okay no, don't worry about it i don't want to be your boyfriend yeah okay so we went to this place we just got some drinks i actually got a milkshake because i don't drink a yeah. lot of on dates and yeah, you don't drink, yeah right i forgot to mention that in the podcast yeah, yeah it just makes my head unclear and i can't think so and she had alcohol which was the first time in my, okay, maybe the second time in that set where I thought, okay, this is something unusual. 
So we were talking, like I was doing the usual questions game or whatever, and she started asking me really, really invasive questions like, hey, where do you live? And can you take me home now? And I was like, mm, why don't you, t you t take me home? Okay. And she just asked, where do you live? And I'm like, 10 minutes from here. And let's go. I'm just leading. And she keeps asking me questions of the sort of, where's the craziest place you've had sex? Or have you ever had sex when you've been high? And, and I'm like, I'm really, really tired at, at the point. And I'm just like, I don't want to answer this question or something really short and sweet. I don't, I don't get into the topic because I don't want like, what's the game term for that? Like, you know, when you talk too much about sex, that well, the, the the fact that you once you once you if you the, the further you escalate verbally, beat yeah, a bit. beat a bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, don't talk too much about sex in a date. Like, there's a no, like a small amount that you should use, but too much, like the girl's gonna think, oh my god, this guy is like desperate to get laid. Yes. Yeah. Well, so basically, I just took her home, and there was some last minute resistance before the kiss, but after that, it was like smooth sailing. And in the morning, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? And I just took her to the bus stop because I had some things to do after that. And I didn't get her number because boyfriend, whatever. And then I remember, fuck, I didn't even get her name. <laughs> so you still don't know her name? I still don't know her name, no. no. I, I didn't get the number. And that's why I never like asked for her name. You know, like when you're yeah. number closing, you ask, what's your name? And th there was no number close. And yeah. I think that's one of my craziest stories ever. I think that the fact that makes it even crazier is that you still don't know her name. Still don't know her name. I have one same delay where I don't know a girl's name as well, but, but and that is one of where we both agreed before having sex. We agreed that it would be fun if we never found out each other's names. <laughs> well, mister, thank you for doing this. It's been fun. I hope it's inspirational for some guys and that they learn something and not only learn but implement it in real action. Thank you. Well, now you see how much can be done even if you live in a smaller city and day game there, and how much can be done even if you're not naturally extroverted, great with girls, and in general an outgoing person, how much you can do if you actually dedicate yourself to day game. Well, guys, as I said in the beginning of a podcast, if you want to work with me in the USA or in Argentina, then click the link in the description, fill the form at the bottom of the page, and I'll get back to you with all the details. Uh, thank you for listening, guys, and see you in the next podcast episode. Ciao.